Okay, Dr. McCorvey. How you doing, sir? Hey, how you doing? This is uh, Freddie Howard of uh, House Seat and Gospel for NAB, National Association of Black Defenders. And who am I speaking with? This is Timothy Barr. Timothy. Okay, hold on just a second. All right, Timothy, how you doing? I'm, I'm all right. I'm holding in there. Yeah. Okay, um, uh, I ring Dr. McCarver. We'll come back on. I got it. I got it. I got All right. it. Okay, Dr. McCarver, go, go ahead and uh, go ahead and introduce him. Uh, we are live now. Testing one, two, one, two. Can you hear me? Okay. Awesome. So I can hear you. Awesome. Uh, welcome, Mr. Barr. This is the National Association of Black Defenders out of Washington, D.C. We're interviewing right now, Mr. Timothy Barr, and uh, we're uh, grateful to have him on the phone with us. And also, we're going to pull in. Uh, his mother at this particular time while Mr. Uh, Freddie gives us an introduction. Thank you, Freddie. All right. We're going to be talking to Mr. Timothy Barr. Um, he's been um, being held now for, th for three years uh, for, and he hasn't been sentenced yet, I believe. And uh, we're, going to be no. talk we're going to be talking to uh, his mother, Ms. Kathy uh, Taylor, I believe. And, uh, yes. Whenever y'all get ready, um, you may start talking at any point in the case that you want to. All right, you all have the Mac. Go ahead. Hey, I'm here. Yeah. Well, Timothy, you go ahead and tell us about your case. All right, well, currently I've been incarcerated for going on two years now for a false police report that was filed by my son's mother. Um, it was a tactic to obtain custody of my children because me and my mother already had custody of my children from the courts in Lehigh County, which is in Allentown, Pennsylvania. So it was a situation where she filed a false PFA against my mother lying and the sheriffs had removed my children from my mother's house. So I contacted my child's mother to let her know like listen tell my oldest son to stop lying like i'm coming over there i'm trying and i was going to pick hello go ahead there's somebody on 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 on, on uh, dr mccorvey's in oh, go right ahead uh, uh timothy go ahead i'm sorry yeah so i was going to i was basically telling her i'm coming over there to i was trying to get her to give me one of my sons because there was issues with my sons and her living leaving the kids alone so when i get there as soon as i get there there's a gentleman which is that just pulled a gun out on me from the door and long story short she ended up flip-flopping the whole story around and trying to implement herself and tried to say i tried to shoot at her and her boyfriend and then lied to the news and said it was the kids but the kids are not even listed as victims in my paperwork so the news just did that as clickbait and it, everything just went bad. There was poor investigation on the best, the best line police's part. They didn't ask anybody any questions. They just went off my um, child's mother's narrative, just took her story and ran with it. Witnesses ended up recanting their statements. The lead detective, he ended up getting criminally charged. The district attorney that's on my case all of a sudden is on his case now. I'm dealing with I had paid attorney out of Philadelphia. He got mad because I didn't want to plea out because he didn't want to drive from Philadelphia to 
Easton to go to court. So I had to end up terminating him because he ended up working against me with the district attorney. He refuses to refund any of the money that my mom paid him. He only did one preliminary hearing. He never filed any motions on my behalf. So I started trying to file my own motions. All of my motions was ignored. Um, then they gave me public a public defender, Matthew Potts. We, again, he just now filed the habeas corpus last month, but he didn't even file it properly. He filed the habeas corpus to dismiss my second case and um, a habeas corpus to dismiss my first case, which is the attempted homicide on my speedy trial rights being violated, but he did not mention any of the points in these motions. And when we went to the hearing, public defender, district attorney was in the judge's chamber for like 20 to 30 minutes before we had the hearing. They didn't even argue anything about the attempted homicide case on record. They only spoke about the gun case where they came and arrested me 30 days, basically almost 30 days later, the U.S. Marshals came to my house. I was not running. So when they came and arrested me, I was still home. But they came with the U.S. Marshals, the SWAT team. They killed the dog, that the family, my family dog that was inside the house, put six cans of tear gas in the house. But long story short, they found the gun inside the residence that what my mother already explained to them that was in her possession, in her property, in her bank bag. Nobody listened to her. Um, they sent that firearm to two different counties, Lehigh County first, then they sent it to Berks County, then they sent it to the state police, and then the lead detective that is criminally charged and no longer a police officer for the Bethlehem Police, then he came and got my buccal swab for DNA, which doesn't make sense because my DNA is already on the state police database because of my prior case. So now all of a sudden my DNA is on this gun. Um... There's just a list of wrong things. I'm dealing with a Brady violation. The district attorney was withholding information as far as the, they have everything on video footage. They have me pulling up over there. They have my baby mom on camera standing next to people pulling guns out on me. It's like there's just no type of justice being done at all. I'm just being blamed for something that I didn't even do. And it's just being a misunderstanding. Um, another thing that my mother had pointed out was Lehigh County. I lived in Lehigh County, so when they came to arrest me, they're supposed to prosecute me in Lehigh County. Now, the county I'm in is in Northampton County, which is eastern Pennsylvania. Lehigh County is Allentown, Pennsylvania, and Sladington. I was living in Sladington. So when they found the firearm inside of the home, they're saying that Lehigh, a district attorney in Lehigh County, just gave the district attorney in Northampton County the okay to prosecute me, and that's not the proper way to do it. If you're going to change a venue, you have to file a motion and have a hearing in front of a judge, and then the Supreme Court has to agree on the change of venue. That never even took place. There's just this miscellaneous paper in my discovery, and they're trying to use some case law, and there's no date on it. There's no time. It just says from a district attorney, Stauffer in Lehigh County, sent to my district attorney, Edward Penetar. So it's just like there's so many factors and so many things that's wrong with my case that my public defender wasn't pointing out. My attor paid attorney out of Philadelphia, Eugene Tenary at the time, nobody is pointing out anything. My due process rights was violated. They never even had no probable cause to come inside the home and search the house in the first place. It's There's police officers lying. We have my public defender... I feel as though he's not even fighting for me at all right now. I feel like 
there's just a whole bunch of collusion going on. I feel like the judge that I have now, he's not even trying to do anything because it's like, why are you letting the district attorney tell me I have to wait to go to trial on the attempted homicide case and you're going to allow the district attorney to try the firearms case first, which doesn't make sense to me because you have to do the first case because without the first case, there is no second case. It doesn't make sense to me. At that point, it's an illegal search and seizure and becomes fruit of the poisonous tree, which makes all the sense to me because how are you just going to try me on a firearm case first when the whole reason you're even coming to arrest me is because you're looking for me on a warrant for an alleged attempted homicide that never even happened. Nobody even got shot. Nobody even got hurt, harmed. There's no shell casings. There's no impact points to any cars or houses. And the cop was on the stand at my preliminary hearing testifying to this to say that nobody got shot, testifying to this to say that there was no shell casings. So it's like, it doesn't make sense to me how I'm even being charged with such an excessive charges of attempted homicide when nobody even got harmed. And you're just taking this lady's narrative, my child's mother's narrative, and running with it and not realizing she's being manipulated because she lost custody to me and my mother in a different county. That's why she's causing all this commotion in a whole different county. So I'm just frustrated. I feel like the attempted homicide case should have been thrown out because it's been more than 365 days. I never asked no lawyer to continue anything. All of my motions that I filed on the docket was ignored. I just feel like I, I just need somebody to fight for me, and I should be home. And I'm, I'm, I don't even know what to do anymore at this point. Like I've been sold a dream before, and it's like now it's just like I'm, I want my life back because I got a lot of things going out on for me out there. I'm a business owner. And it's like my mom, she's just been working on my case every day. She got her own company, Boomerang. She already helped 15 inmates come home, but she can't do it by herself. So it's just like any help that me or my mother can get, we would definitely appreciate it. And I'm just hoping that God makes things happen somehow, some way. And all I need is an attorney that's going to fight and file the right motion and just argue all the points that's wrong with this case. There's so much more wrong. I'm just trying to... It's just so much to consume at once. I'm trying to remember everything, every little small detail, but there's just so much. Like, they didn't check any body for no, um, what is it called, the GSR, gunshot residue, nobody didn't. It's just like, it's, I don't understand how you're just going to say that this shooting happened and you're just listening to one person say, yes, this is what happened. This person shot at me, and you don't even have no scientific evidence to link me to any of the charges. It doesn't even make sense. You have a ring video footage clearly showing the mother of my kid standing next to the gentleman pulling a firearm out on me. It's on video. It's in my discovery. But you're, yet you're charging me with something. Like, it just doesn't even make sense. Then the district attorney lets my paid attorney at the time know he's really not interested in an attempted homicide case because as I'm driving away, you don't even see no flashes coming from the car, meaning gunshots from coming from the gun out of the car you just see me driving away like it just none of this makes any sense at this point um and you all don't have no ballistics you don't have uh how, nothing there's nothing what? none of that in my discovery wait a minute 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 
what what judge what what district attorney allowed that to go forward? How did that go forward? Because the guy was connected with the police already? At the time, no, he was not. Um, this was August 30th of 2021. He was not convicted. He was not criminally charged until, I believe, the next, next year, the next October after that. And that's when that, the lead detective on that case was criminally charged. Oh. But I really feel like I really not to cut you off. I really feel like they're trying to make an example out of me because I already won a case in the Supreme Court in Pennsylvania and changed the whole law. And but it's basically on the plain smell while the smell of marijuana is no longer illegal in the state of Pennsylvania. You can look the case all up. It's Commonwealth versus Barr. The Supreme Court made the decision December 29th of 22. So I feel like because I took away their excuse of pulling people over and saying, oh, I smell marijuana, let me search your vehicle, I feel like they're trying to make an example out of me. That's why all this corruption is going on within my case and trying to make sure things is not on the record, withholding transcripts. It just took my mom five, six months to get transcripts that she'd been paid for, been put in, because I, ever since I put everything on the record that was wrong in my case in front of my judge, my judge has been making sure, and the district attorney and my public defender has been making sure that nothing is being said on the record. Because they know if I try to appeal my habeas corpus, the Superior and Supreme Court is going to look at the transcripts. They didn't argue nothing. And I said something to my public defender May 23rd of this year. I said, why are you not bringing up any points? He said, what points? I'm like, what do you mean what points? There's a, a, there's a list of things that's going wrong with this on reason why everything should be thrown out. So I just feel like he's just colluding with them. It's, it, it just doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me at all. There's no scientific evidence that links me to anything. None of the attempt, nothing in the attempt at homicide case. You're trying to throw a gun charge on me. I own a security company on top of my mother is a licensed carrier. She's sitting here telling you this is where the firearm came from. It's in her bank bag. The bank bag, it has a lock and a zipper on it, so you had to open it. So it was in her part of the house that she occupies when she's inside of my house. So it's like, I don't even understand what's going on. I don't even, And I didn't even get to this part. The district attorney and the judge is allowing the district attorney to take my gun case and make me go to trial on each charge individually. Example, I'm charged with person not to possess a firearm. He wants me to go to trial on that. Then I'm charged with terroristic threats. He wants me to go to trial on that. Then I'm charged with flight to avoid apprehension. He wants me to go to trial on that. So he's trying to split one case, one firearm case, into three or four different trials before I even get to the attempted homicide case. Anybody with a brain to me would see that he's obviously has no case and he's trying to make something stick because of my my criminal background, they have to sentence me to the maximum sentence for anything I get convicted of. So it's clear as day that they're just trying to make anything stick. Because how would you not want to go to trial on an attempted homicide case? It's clear as day. You don't know where the witnesses are. There's witnesses that recanted their statement. The lead detective is criminally charged. The list goes on. The lead detective planted my DNA. The, 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 the list goes on. District Attorney Brady violated withholding information that could favor me. It's like, 
Mm -hmm. My mom cries me. And none of the statements when I went down to the police station is on record. Okay. That's another thing. Like, there's so much wrong with this case. I don't even understand why I'm still sitting here. I just need somebody that's willing to fight, file the right motion, and argue it. Okay. And it should be thrown out. Okay. Okay. First, first thing is this: Do y'all have the money to f f hire a competent attorney, a real attorney that can we deal with it? That. Because a, a public defender. All, all, all public offenders, them people ain't about, excuse my expression, about crap. They, they, they just there to be ping pong around. You need a real no, attorney. I did. I did hire an attorney, and he's the one that was colluding with the district attorney and was not doing his job. He wasn't filing any motions. Eugene um, Teneri from Philadelphia, he wasn't doing anything. I had to file, you know, a motion because he wouldn't come file it. You know, then he was lying to me. He wasn't being honest. I did not know he wasn't showing up for court. He was sending, like, some attorney that was new, that knew nothing of my son's case. So, you know, okay. uh, we need someone that's going to fight. So that's what I'm, I'm through the courts now, trying to fight for him for ineffective counsel uh, for, to refund at least 10000 of my money back. And I just had that hearing without my court transcripts to prove my case. You know, it's like they waited until that hearing was over with to contact me to tell me, oh, OK, I'm sending your transcripts. Okay. You know, it's one thing after another. So you do you, you, you know? got you got your transcript now, right? Yes. Yeah. OK. Yes. And Judge Hawk stated he denied Teneri's motion and he dismissed the case because he told me that there was no hearing for ineffective counsel. But the problem is my son filed the motion, but Judge Corey and Judge Cassis didn't um, just totally disregarded the motions that my son filed. Totally disregarded them. So there wasn't no hearing for ineffective counsel because every motion that my son filed, they totally disregarded it. So Judge Hawk told me that I had to get an attorney to review my complaint. And that attorney would have to give me a certificate uh, stating that Mr. Eugene Teneri has been ineffective. So that is what I'm working you know, on now. But you know, it's just not my son's case. My grandson's mother, Maria Garcia Robin, keeps filing false police reports. Judge Cassis, I went in front of January 15th, 2020 for a PFA. And in the transcripts, I'm telling Judge Cassis that she keeps filing false police reports. And here we are, here once again, Maria got away with filing false police report. Maria is a repeated offender in everything that she does. She now has a God complex. So what people fail to realize is the narrative is, even though I have, you know, primary custody of my grandsons and uh, uh, August 27th through the, she had the weekend, her visitation, that's when she filed a PFA out on me. And she told the police that I sent my son to kill her and my grandsons. This is the narrative. 
okay? And then I had to prove my innocence on the, the cases that I've been going through, which I still haven't gotten my feedback from last year of August 3rd. Children and youth play a major part in this with their corruption. And I've exposed them. I've exposed Lehigh County with their corruption as well. So between my son and I, we're being bullied and they're trying to suffocate our voices so we can't be heard and we need help, you know, and it's just not my son going through this. It's myself as well. So, you know, the threats, the police have not protected me with the threats, phone calls coming to my house, you know, and now that I'm talking and it's on record, I don't understand why the police are not investigating the person that was exposed in my son's case. How comes they're not investigating him? How comes they're not asking Maria? Um, here's this gentleman right here that's through the body camera. How comes you, you said no one had guns? How comes you said that, that there was nobody else? She and the whole family did such a good job of hiding the main character that if it wasn't for me going down to the police station and putting it on record, she would be getting away with it. And I went down to press charges on her and the police and the district attorney has done absolutely nothing. In the beginning, when they aired this and I seen everything on TV, I contacted Detective Lickman and I said, hey, that's a lie. And he's like, I was like, that's Maria Garcia Rolden. He's like, how do you know that's her? I said, because that's my grandson's mother and she's using that address, but she lives over here on Kiowa Street in Allentown, okay? And I'm looking for her because I need to serve her my papers for my private criminal complaint for harassment which, by the way, was granted. And in the process of that, she was harassing my witnesses and, and um, intimidating my witnesses so they wouldn't come to court to testify. So Judge Hawk is on file in Northampton County, two private criminal complaints that was granted. I proved my case. So here we are, once again, nothing takes place with Maria. So this is why she has a God complex that she could lie she could file, you know, false police reports. All she has to do is do her mastered victim role, crying. I showed the detective everything with her boyfriend, Carlos, that testified having a gun. You know, I put my life at jeopardy by putting all of this on record. Because when you do that, you're considered in the streets a rat. I put my life at jeopardy. And I'm still putting my life at jeopardy. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to have my son or myself going through all of this and the real truth not being out there. And Maria knows my son won't talk, you know, so this is why she's always gotten away with what she's getting away with. You know, um, I fear for my son's safety as we speak where he's incarcerated, you know, um, there, there's, there's so much that's involved with corruption and nobody is doing anything about it. I proved that Maria committed perjury in my son's preliminary hearing. The district attorney won't pick it up. Why? Uh, the district attorney wouldn't pick up my other private criminal complaints. Why? It's because they fell for her victim role. 
They they know that they messed up. So now they're going so hard because they all look like a bunch of mental midgets. And my thing is, how do you allow a female with no college degree, you know, high school dropout with mental health disorders? How does she have the ability to manipulate police officers, children and youth, district attorneys? How, how is it that she has the ability to manipulate all of these people? And it doesn't take a, a, you know, a scientist to figure out that she lied and she filed a false police report. If they did their not. Okay, so you mean to tell me I sent my son to, to try to kill her and my grandson, but I have custody of my grandsons? You know, she fought, the, she fought the false PFA on me, and it, it got dismissed. Judge Barada signed off on a fake custody order, and this is the only reason why she has my grandsons right now. My grandsons are supposed to be back in my care. Mr. Newton was the guardian ad litem in my custody case, which he was fighting for my grandsons to come back in my care. And he said, Ms. Taylor... Uh, I've been making several calls to children and youth, child protective services, with my concerns because of my investigation that the judge had me to investigate your allegations, which were absolutely 100% accurate, and they're not listening to me. We need a higher power to step in. Well, where's that higher power? Because every time that I try to to, to file custody to get my grandsons back, here's Maria filing another false police report. Right now, the case that stands is I have loaded guns in my house and my grandson got a hold of a firearm. That's a lie. That's the case that I'm waiting on right now. Children and youth didn't go to the school. Children and youth did not go um, to the police officer. The police officer was there to testify at my PFA hearing and the emergency room doctor and and that PFA hearing because she filed a false police report. Then when I'm trying to subpoena Mr. Torres, Officer Torres again, um, here we have them denying, telling me like he can't testify in my hearing. Um, Roadblock, roadblock after roadblock. So they're looking at me as I'm bringing... Go ahead. I just want to say the answer to your question is no. There's no. I could I could come up with some type of money to get to an attorney, but the the attorney we hired in Philly already took all the money and refused to to refund any of the money. That's the issue I'm dealing with. And every attorney I come across wants fifty thousand, seventy five thousand, a hundred thousand. The only attorney out here that wants the cheapest is twenty five thousand, and that's who I want. The case within the Supreme Court, that's Joshua Carley. But it's like, I can't do that because the other attorney in Philadelphia refuses to return any of the money. And he's like, oh, I did $17,000 worth of work. How you did $17,000 worth of work? You didn't file one motion. You showed up to one preliminary hearing. And the attorney that took you all the way to the Supreme Court, you can't get him back at all. He he wants 25000 He wants 25000 Sorry for the long-winded explanation, but that's my point. I had to get a lawyer to keep representing me 
from these false police reports that Maria kept filing on me. How so many, that how many was bleeding me financially. How many false police reports she done file? Um, I tried to get as many as I could. We're, we're doing, we're going on, my grandson just turned 12 yesterday. So we're going on 12 years and, uh, of dealing and, with, you know, uh, this thought complex that Maria established behind children and youth. It's it's like an ongoing saga. So it's every, ridiculous, to so be every, honest. So every time the you, answer to your question, the answer to your question is, I would say roughly about definitely more than ten, pushing fifteen. Ten to fifteen false re- police reports. That's yes. just me random, and it, and it goes from the state of Pennsylvania and in the state of Massachusetts. So she's uh, done it to my son in Massachusetts as well. And then she got and, locked up before, and she tried to say the same thing, but then she came to court and wrote a letter saying that I'm a good father, that she lied. The judge, the judge snapped on her in the courtroom and threw the whole case out in Massachusetts. She did this to me before. Whenever she gets mad, she tries to play the police game. Where is she but now? In the streets, she's gangster. But she's also did this on the say? third. Where what is was she you about to say? I said, where is she now? To, well, according to the district attorney and my public defender, they don't know where she is. I have not spoken to her since that day, so I have no idea what's going on. I have not spoken to my children, my two children with her. I don't know where she is, but all I know is I just hear that she's been going hotel to hotel. I don't I don't know what she's doing. So but every no time but every, the district attorney can't get a hold of her. So so every time y'all get close to uh, addressing the the situation, she come up with another false police report. All right. Okay, now and, and since you are in, incarcerated, she can't be using you in a false police report because they know exactly where you are. So right. who they they're using your mother. Okay. They don't take cards anymore. Yes. They're using you. Okay. So she. Wow. Yes, because I have time. What I did was when my son was dealing with the Commonwealth versus Bar case or what have you, and all the drama, you know, um, because when he got locked up, his wife intervened on my custody order. But she was. Oh, it, she's just overwhelming and toxic, and so his, uh, my son's wife, she, she was just like, I can't be dealing, with, you know, with this was. So I stepped in. So, you know, that's when I was telling my son, just let me beat them, so that way you could have freedom, and you don't gotta worry about her interfering and using my grandsons as a pawn, so that way my son can have a healthy relationship with both of his sons and see him every day, you know, so that's why she was mad. She's mad because my son wouldn't show up through custody court to say, oh, I want my sons to go back with their mother. That's what this is about, and because my son got married. Mm-hmm. That's what this is truly about. A bitter baby mom. Oh, wow. Uh, Dr. McCorvey. Sir. Okay. Oh, wow. This is like a, a vicious circle. Every time they get it ready is. to address it, she rears her head, pulling another lie, and the police believes the lie, false report, using her mother because you can't use him because he's incarcerated. 
Okay, the attorneys at NAB, Doctor McCarver, uh, where okay. are where are you all now on this case? Okay, with this particular case, we just started looking into it uh, about a bit over a week and a half now uh, since we uh, uh, talked to uh, Miss Taylor. And uh, we're glad to have our son on the line with us during this case. Uh, uh, one thing that uh, the National Association of Black Defenders is looking at is uh, five major points that I need to uh, talk to the Department of Justice about. Because right now, uh, Mr. Howard, this case uh, uh, needs to be investigated by the Department of Justice. And uh, I am en route uh, uh, by Monday morning to talk to the Department of Justice because this case is going to be including authorities, including uh, uh, figures within the court system. And that's beyond our, our uh, range of uh, taking on anything. I can, I'm going to act as their legal advocate, but I have to get a higher authority involved based on the county, based on uh, the two counties, the incident itself, how they're being persecuted, prosecuted by uh, these authorities that uh, has not even done their proper paperwork. If they would have even taken the time to look at the documentation, file the documentation, uh, Mr. Barr would not be incarcerated right now. Nobody has taken the time to look at what is going on in Mr. Barr's life right now as far as uh, the uh, illegal um, the illegal reports that have gone on, uh, the mishandling of his case, the false reports that's going on. All of this is, is why we are taking this to the Department of Justice for a real field day of an investigation. That's where we are right now. Okay. All right. Miss um, Taylor, you said uh, you you said that at this point you have just did what? So repeat that again. It, it eludes me again. What you said you where you are with the case? You you just got through doing um, work on the case so that it could get uh, some kind of response. Well, yeah, because change on the, venue he's talking the about. change, yeah, the change of venue. Okay, change um, of Once venue. my son sent me his dis the discovery, um, I noticed that you know my son and I we noticed that there was no date, but I knew there some like something wasn't right with it. So I went April nineteenth, twenty twenty three. I filed in. Um, Joseph Stauffer's letter that he wrote Edward Penatar, giving him permission to um, for the jurisdiction of Lehigh County, but yeah, to prosecute him. So um, my son had requested that his public defender Matthew Potts send me the 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 discovery for the second case. So I'm on the docket trying to figure out because I knew that there would have to be hearings. I brought this to Mr. Potts' attention previously several times. 
he just kept blowing it off like I didn't know what I was talking about, okay? Because he strikes me as a lawyer that I'm a woman and who am I to, to and that's the problem Taniri had, you know, who am I, you know? So I said, that's it. So I contacted the um, Judicial District Operations um, Administrative Office of Pennsylvania Courts in Harrisburg. And I spoke to Mr. Rick Pierce this morning. He returned my call. He told me that I was absolutely correct in what I when I what I was stating that there would have to been a motion of uh, a change of venue motion filed. There had to been a hearing, and he said, you know, the, the document should have been dated, and it also should have been filed and through the clerk of courts. So he basically told me. Uh, I asked him, can I send him over, you know, the letter of everything? He said, absolutely. And he said, and if everything matches of our conversation, he will definitely be calling the counties. So, you know, um, what I did today is I filed in a letter to Mr. Joseph Spelfer, you know, um, asking him, you know, and basically telling him that the letter that he sent Edward Penetar was not dated or filed in with the clerk of courts. There isn't a change of venue motion filed in with the clerk of courts. There wasn't a change of venue hearing schedule. So therefore, due to um, 234PA code 584A and C, his letter is invalid. So therefore, how are we having a second case? So you got I also I also Go ahead. I also want to point out I also wanted to point this 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 point out the head chief of the the chief public defender is Noria Nancy Deluzio it's either Noria or Nancy Deluzio the detective on my case is Deluzio the detective that was inside my home about the firearm and writing supplemental reports one of them is in my case and in my discovery. Now pay attention to detail. When I hired, when my mother hired paid counsel, before she hired paid counsel, when I was at my preliminary hearing with Matthew Potts, I was upset with him because he was not cross-examining my baby mom and asking her things that needed to be asked, and he didn't cross-examine the cop to the best of his ability, and I did not understand why he did that. So he whispers in my ear, I can't represent you. So the judge had to tell me, listen, your lawyer could have filed certain motions and took care of things. I'm not your attorney. He could have argued bail. He could have did this. But there's nothing that I can do. I have to bound this over, and this needs to be taken care in the higher courts. This is not about credibility. This is not about if the witnesses are lying or not. This is about I'm forced. He says I'm forced to believe everything that the Commonwealth presents, and that doesn't even make sense to me. You're not forced to believe anything. The law is the law at the end of the day. So anyway, so skip fast forward. Now I fire Eugene Tenary. The chief public defender, when I'm calling, trying to, because I applied for another public defender, I'm calling the secretaries telling me and my mom, oh, that the public defender's office is not representing me. They're not going to represent me. I need to get conflict counsel. The courts has to find me a lawyer. So 
the chief public defender out of nowhere files a motion and we have this hearing, she comes over to me in the courtroom before the hearing and says, listen, you're either going to let the same public defender represent you before, you're trying to get a different public defender and it's not going to work, so it's either you get him or nothing, so what are you going to do? I said, we'll let the judge figure it out. So once the judge calls my name and we go up there, out of nowhere, mind, I never said this, Matthew Potts and the chief public defenders tells the president judge, the presiding judge of Northampton County, Michael Corey, Judge Corey, that I said that I do not want Matthew Potts representing me and I do not want the public defender's office representing me. I cut them off and I said, Your Honor, I never said that. So they were upset that I told the judge that I never said that. So the judge was like, do you have a problem with him represent you? I said, no. So they were upset what I said, and for, and he was forced to represent me, and now this is what I'm dealing with now. So I feel like this is a motive and a reason of poor representation what I'm dealing with because when I did hire paid counsel in Philadelphia, the public defender that I did have, he would always be next to the district attorney and talking to the district attorney, and I know he would be talking about my case, and it's just, and now he's forced to represent me again. It's like none of the things make sense on why him as a lawyer, he would not putting none of this in the habeas corpus. He's not putting none of the none of the factors on all the stuff that's wrong with my case in the habeas corpus, then how are you filing a habeas corpus, a motion to dismiss on my Rule 600, that's what they call it over here in PA, Rule 600, my speedy trial rights, I have not gone to trial in 365 days. They didn't count one day on the record. You're supposed to count all the days. Just You're supposed to say, okay, we got 620 days. We need to exclude continuances from here. They never did none of that. Wow. And the courts are blocking me presently. I went up to courthouse five times to retrieve my son's file because I, they knew I had my hearing because I had to count to see did Paneri, you know, schedule any continuances. And I needed to count the continuances and, you know, the district attorney or what have you. And they said, Judge Cassis has your son's file. Sorry. We can't get well, my pub- well, my public defender stated that he never put in no continuances. The only continuances counted against him is when he just recently filed the habeas corpus, which is two months. I got basically two years in. That's not enough. So there's no way around it. Days are days. The three, there's been past a year. I have not gone to trial. Supreme Court law says you got to throw it out. I don't understand how nothing was said on the record about uh, speedy trial rights motion to dismiss was not even spoke about on the record this and reminds you the public defender and district attorney the judge called them into his chambers and they was in there for 20 to 30 minutes before the hearing and the public defender didn't even tell me the link to the comment he didn't even tell me the conversation they was having as soon as we come in and we start the hearing everything is just hush hush and let's make sure that nothing is being said on the record it made no sense and they just went straight into the firearms case Okay. Uh, we didn't even talk about. I'm listening. What is the motive behind creating this quagmire for you and your mother and this stuff going round and round? Who's making the money? Who? What? What? I mean, who is profiting? My, profiting from this? In my opinion, this is my opinion. Okay. 
I have a nonprofit, Boomerang. There's Boomerang Pennsylvania. There's Boomerang New York. They're looking at me as a cash threat. cow. Go ahead. I'm sorry. And I feel as though to muzzle me, they're using my son. That's in my opinion. Because in my son's case, Commonwealth versus Barr, I exposed Lehigh County. So, and I exposed children and youth. So, when you're on that level of exposing corruption, they got to silence you. I just feel like I'm the target. I'm really the target, not my son. But they know how I am with my son because he's my only child. So, you know. Okay, okay. I got you. Uh, Dr. Um, Dr. McCorvey. Yes, sir. How soon can this... Okay, they got the transcript. Y'all got the transcript all the way up until this present moment of everything right. that's been going on, right? Right. Okay. Dr. McCorvey, how soon can we get this in front of the feds? Uh, I can have in front of the Fed on, uh, it'll be Monday morning. Okay, okay. So I got a meeting with, with the Department of Justice on Monday morning. Okay, okay. Now, you say Monday morning. I mean, I know you got other things going on. Are you, uh, Monday morning, where the day is the, uh, what, the time, A time Monday morning, it'll, it'll probably be between 10 and 11 o'clock uh, a.m. Monday. Uh, simple fact is, uh, I got a meeting with them scheduled already at nine o'clock, and they were, they're going to allot time for me to be there at least two hours, so I should be able to get in there and talk about just the Timothy Bar case uh, at ten o'clock. Okay, so uh, this will be uh, uh, behind closed doors with uh, the Department of Justice on Monday morning. Okay, now, do you have somebody uh, such as? Uh, 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 Barr's mother to go through that transcript line by line, highlighting the infractions and the and the and the screw ups. You see what I'm saying? I got you. I thought exactly what you, you're saying. Okay. This, I'm glad you said that, uh, Brother Howard. This is what I'm going to do: is that I'm going to have Miss uh, uh, Miss uh, Kathy to. Uh, kind of work with me this weekend and putting all this together and uh, summarizing everything for uh, the Department of Justice. That's what we want to do because I want them to have every inch of detail mm-hmm. when it comes to this case right here because it's so uh, fragmented and so out of place and so many of her rights and her son's rights have been violated until it's, it's pathetic. It's really pathetic. So I'm going to take my time and I'm going to do a walkthrough with the Department of Justice on Monday uh, to bring some justice for the, uh, the bar, uh, Kathy uh, Taylor and uh, Timothy Barr. We're going to take our time and do this. Uh, I'm going to send out an invite to the Department of Justice on this evening. Uh, Ms. Taylor, you will get a, a copy of what's being sent out. Uh, Freddie, I'm going to uh, also include you in the send out uh, to the Department of Justice 
and I'm going to, uh, when I do my letter and my uh, paperwork with them, uh, I'm going to be inclusive uh, because of our uh, radio interview and uh, all that we have going on now, I have to be inclusive. Uh, and making sure that uh, we get the right response that we're looking for inside of this case. Okay. Um, and that will be just the first step to getting the situation addressed. So, wow. I'm, I'm, yes, I'm sitting here listening to this. It's like a thousand threads, and you don't know where each one of them ends. Man. And 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 then and 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 guess what? There are other cases, other folks going through the same kind of sickness in the justice department and in, in the criminal yeah. justice system. Yes, there is. Yes, there is, and this is why, you know, I told Mr. McCorvey that it's very imperative that I have Boomerang and Boomerang New York, you know, bring you know partnering, you know, with his organization because. I have cases upon cases upon cases reaching out to me and I don't have, it's just me. So only imagine if I had backing, you know, so there's a lot of corruption in the state of Pennsylvania. Yes, there is. And oh, there's a lot in New York, but I don't know New York law. Right, right. Wow. I just feel like I just feel like if there was a proper motion filed for my immediate release and argued to a point where a judge in this county has no point but to throw it out, yeah, I would be released. Yeah, I really feel that way. I really feel like if I just had the right representation, point everything out, I'd be released. I'm definitely excited and about Mr. McCorvey saying getting the Department of Justice involved. Hopefully they could just pick up my case and just figure something out where I could just be released. I just want to go home. I want to go home and I want to become an activist and I want to fight for people's rights because what they're doing to me, this is wrong. And like you said, they're doing this to so many other individuals that is it's crazy. So it's just like I would love look, to look. try to help any which way I can to bring awareness or use my platform. Look like look 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 like that. You know how they be having. Excuse me for cutting you off. You know how they be having hearings in Washington and so. Look like, I mean, it's just common sense that this kind of sickness in the Justice Department, somebody should want to hear this. What is? I mean, gee. I agree. I agree. Man. I tried to reach out, sir. I tried to reach out to like the news media in, in the area, but they, but Northampton County has blocked me. You know, um, it's, it's to the point where I went down to the Bethlehem police station asking for the internal affairs department. And they said, there is no such thing. You well, know, that's well, how bad it is. Wow. Well, that's the first time I hear that. Uh, that's how bad it is. And they said, Oh, so when I Google, when I Googled internal affairs department, um, the courthouse in Northampton, and I don't have, I have this card in front of me, but the gentleman, the sergeant came out and I was explaining to him, he's like, you need to take it to the attorney general's office. He's like, I don't know why they're telling you in Bethlehem 
but they're false. They shouldn't be giving you that information. But the courthouse only deals with their 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 staff, their deputies or whatever. But he said there's definitely an internal affairs department. But this is what I've been going through. Everyone is blocking me, you know, trying to get that help, you know, that I that I need. I've reached out to state um, state attorney's office. You know, I've reached out to Suzanne Wilde's office. I reached out to Bob Casey. I reached out to Patrick Tooney. I have all their letters. You know what I mean? So, but it's like, what do you do? Hmm. You know what I mean? It's, it's like, it's like, they do, do I have to like drive to Washington, D.C. And, and like throw myself on the property? Like, president, somebody come out. I need help. You know, it, it's like, this is not fair for my son to keep going through all of this, I mean, it just doesn't stem from now. It goes all the way back from when he was 10 years old on what I've been dealing with, too, with the courts. I just, feel like if the, I, just, I just feel like if the media was involved, the news was involved somehow, there was some like what we're doing right now, like trying to bring awareness to my situation, and they knew that it was real, that... I don't know, man. Okay, okay, Doctor. They, do. they need to be investigated. Yeah. Okay, Doctor McCorvey. All right. Um, yes, sir. All right. Is there a uh, public television? Is there a media? Um, we got the radio. Is there a television um, connection? With NAB, do we have any television connection? Well, yes, we do, and uh, uh, I think Miss uh, Miss uh, Kathy Taylor has given me uh, John's information. I did contact John Fitzgerald. We have Block Talk Radio. We have a, I have our own podcast, in New York too, uh, Brother Howard. Uh, I got to get in touch with them, uh, and uh, also we have. Uh, other uh, media outlets within uh, the D.C. area. Uh, it, here in D.C., we have uh, a, a talk show that I want to I want to put both of them on, put the family on, Mr. Timothy Burrow, as well as Miss Kathy Taylor on the uh, talk show in D.C. So okay. that's what I'm working on right now as well. So we want this. We want to blow this case up. Uh, we want to really put this case out here in a big way. Okay. Okay. Well, look. The first thing is first Monday morning with the feds. Begin the process of uh, uh, media coverage. We we got uh, fifty four minutes of a uh, time here now, plus the the records and the and the, the court documents that they have. We really need to move on this. We can't be um, waiting for somebody else to do what already in our hands. So so, so I'm I'm going to. Wait for your move after you finish with the feds to make sure with the paperwork that they already have and with this voice transcript to go to the media uh, on television live somewhere in Pennsylvania. Uh, we just can't keep sitting around and letting this... Uh, rat race keep going round and round and round and round and nothing being done. That's sick. They ain't even got a a, 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 a gunpowder. You ain't got a, a shell. They ain't got a casing. They ain't got a gun. I mean, that should be a report on a gun being fired. 
You don't even have a gun being fired? Exactly. How in the hell? Excuse me. Woo! And you have, and I will also send um, Mr. McCorvey the video in my son's discovery where he's in, coming, driving up. I think I forgot. I timed it. I looked at the time. He was there for a minute and like matter of seconds. So how did all of this take place in a minute and a couple of seconds? Um, okay, guys. This is unreal. And when and I went down to the police station, it's on and and the defender is blocking me from, from getting my son's discovery. But when I went down to the police station, they have the body. Of they, they had a body camera. So I'm going, because I knew what they were doing. I went up to the officer. I said, this gentleman right here, he is he is the one that, that pulled out on my This one right here, who they're trying to hide, or where they gave a false statement because they're trying to hide, you know what I'm saying, him. They're like, oh, well, where did you get that? I said, are you serious? This is in my son's discovery. You have this gentleman, but how comes you're not talking about him? Mm-hmm. You see clear as day in the video, the blue beam. You see him with a gun. How comes nobody's talking about that? Uh. How comes nobody went on the other side? I said, and the reason why is because the passengers is how I got this information. Because mm-hmm. I wasn't focused on my son. Because when my son is upset, he can be rough around the edges. Yes, he can. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I was focusing on the other side. They want to understand what you mean by that. They're, they're not. You have to clarify. So I'm. Okay, I was not son, by myself. I was not by myself in the car. There was passengers. Yeah. There was people in the car with me. There yeah, was, they're there passengers. Was, yeah. There, okay. And they don't know who it is. So if if I'm if I'm wanted for this attempted homicide, why isn't nobody in the car arrested with me? Exactly. Everybody in the car should have went to jail. That's what I said to them. How come you didn't go over, go through my son's passengers? I said, oh, let me guess, because you were going, you were going through my um, grandson's mother's narrative. So the attempted homicide the de- strictly on her. Like, yeah, we brought her back down to the station to ask her because in the video you can see that there's people in your son's car. So you, so you bring her down after the fact of the preliminary hearing, and then I'm trying to tell you that my son and the passengers are victimized, but you do absolutely nothing. So the the, this, the whole situation of the attempted murder is strictly on her word. Exactly. Right. Ooh. What kind of credibility does she have? Oh, you asked that earlier. What kind of credibility could she have? Could, could wrap these folks around her finger like this. Okay. Because it all stems from children and youth. Yeah. And they just looking at her like I, police pull up to the scene. They see some female saying, oh, my kid's dad just shot at me. And, and they just took it and ran with it. My public defender said when he watched the body camera footage that they was originally, because they charged me with two counts of attempted homicide. The victims in the case are my my uh, baby mother and her boyfriend, but they were trying to give me four counts because her cousins that was there, but the cousin said it, you can see, he said you hear them saying, I wasn't outside, and my baby mom was trying to implement them saying that they was outside, 
but because the cousins, Myra Lucas and Isabel Lucas, Myra Lucas was like, we wasn't outside when that happened because they wasn't trying to get in trouble for lying for her. It's just so crazy. It's like the one of the witnesses, I didn't even get to say this, one of the witnesses saw Mary Rivera, that's in my paperwork, she said that my baby mom tried paying her and her husband $140 to lie on the stand at my preliminary hearing. Yeah. They told this to they told this to the detective when they recanted their statement and said that they didn't see me with no gun. They seen the other gentleman with a gun pulling out on me. Hmm. So there's perjury, and, false statements, uh oh, improper documentation. And my grandsons are in the car watching guns being pulled out on their daddy, and you hear my oldest grandson, I'm sorry, I'm getting emotional, saying, that's my dad. Upset. And yelling, mom, mom. So, where's, where's children and youth? Where, so you fell for that. But clear as day, Joel's and J.C. on are running out of the car soon as the guy with the blue, the, the blue beam pulls out on my son. You see them I'm, running out of I'm the just car. Ups- I'm just upset because when you look at the news article, it says man shoots at women and children in Bethlehem. I would never shoot at my own kids, let alone try to harm my own kids. I had custody of my kids when I was doing my state prison time before I came home. And I always had custody of my kids. So it's just like, I really like, I really want to take that news, 69 News, WFMZ to court for defamation of character because it's like, y'all just doing anything for clickbait. The kids ain't even listed as victims in my paperwork. So how is y'all putting this up on the, on the internet and putting this all over TV, trying to make it seem like I'm shooting at some woman and I'm shooting at my kids when that never even happened? And it never, none of that even happened. And that's just at all. that's, that's what she that, said. I didn't shoot at no kids. I didn't shoot at nobody over there. Mm-hmm. And everybody knows how I am with my grandsons. You know, so it's just like so. Oh, like yeah. they're just going off. They're going off her narrative because listen, I I I never been no punk man. So soon as I, I soon as I seen him pull a gun out on me, I, I was in a little episode. I was I was I was talking crazy to him, basically saying, "Well, you better shoot it then." So I know what to do. So. I'm going back and forth with him. I'm pump faking. So they looking at me and they looking at my whole demeanor like, well, he he got to be on to something because he, this guy got guns drawn on him and he just don't have a care in the world. No, it's that doesn't that doesn't scare me. You can put a gun on my face. That doesn't scare me. I only fear God. So it's like, and they just went with her narrative and took it and ran. Okay. I know that's what happened. Okay, Dr. McCorvey. I've, I've um... I've heard enough. Wow. Woo. Okay. Um, it's a lot to process, but I have the I have everything. I okay. have every doc. I have everything. All right, let him let him say what he's about. Okay, to say. okay, okay. Uh, Doctor McCorvey, you and 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 and, and Mister Barr's mother. Today is uh, Wednesday. You guys got to sit down prior to Monday morning and, and, and line this out. Because when you walk in that office, you got to have all your ducks in a row. Right. And, okay. and, and, and this is what we're going to do. Uh, me and uh, DOJ, we're going to sit down together and uh, kind of 
uh, revamp this case and, and look inside of it and see exactly everything that needs to come out of it. And uh, we, we, I appreciate Ms. Uh, Kathy for being on the line with her. Mr. Timothy Barr, thank you today. Uh, we're going to uh, really, really pre-examine everything with the, uh, the DOJ uh, to make sure everything lined up. So uh, we're going to be in full uh, swing uh, starting Monday morning uh, with, uh, with the uh, Timothy Barr case. And uh, Mr. Uh, Freddie, you'll get uh, my notes from the Department of Justice. Also, you, you'll probably uh, get a letter from them uh, because you covered this very well today. I appreciate that. And also uh, the entity itself and all the people that's involved in this, I want to see those people that has brought these false allegations, including uh, uh, even the sheriff's office up there, including other officials. I want to see them go to jail, but sending, uh, taking this man's life and doing it the way they're doing it. That's, that's my statement right there. Thank you. Well, uh, you know, I want this to be done. Okay, uh, so, Mr. Taylor. Uh, I, 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 go ahead, Brother Howard. I'm just, just going to say, Mr. Taylor, I appreciate you taking the time and uh, and, and 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 keeping the documentation. That's 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 going to be key. That's going to be key. And uh, uh, Mr. Barr. Um, yes. Yes, sir. You you just keep the faith, keep keep fighting. You can't give up. You can't give up. The only thing about when people are doing wrong is that when 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 people that know the truth don't do nothing, you keep applying the pressure. Thank you, sir. I definitely, I definitely appreciate. I definitely appreciate, Mr. McCorvey. I appreciate you for doing this today and letting me tell my tell tell my truth and tell my story and i'll definitely appreciate appreciate mr mccorvey sitting down with the department of justice and trying to bring awareness to this whole situation i just want to come home and just continue my life man seriously i just want to keep doing my music that i'm doing keep running my businesses that i own my security company and live my life be with my family and just all right stay out the way man yes sir well, hey, uh, we appreciate you today for being on the air with us, Mr. Barr, along with uh, um, uh, your mom, Ms. Kathy Taylor. We appreciate you guys today. And we're going to do everything and a follow-up with this story uh, the uh, latter part of this week. And also Monday, we will be with DLJ. We're, we're uh, geared up uh, for the fight. You know? And as I always say, you know, uh, that we're here to fight the good fight of faith and believe in God who's the maker and rule of all things, that he's going to bring everything to where it needs to be. So uh, with that note, Brother Howard. Okay. Let me close with prayer this time, Dr. McCorvey. Yes, sir. Our Father and Savior, Jesus Christ, the maker and creator of all things, thou art most merciful and thou art most kind. Thou know all truths. Today I have sat and listened to the quagmires of lines of lies and deception that has been done by this U.S. government Department of Justice, lawyers, court judges, stenographers, and it is atrocious from where I sit and listen to this. Be with us and guide us as we fight for the truth and to get this young man back home and unravel the quagmire of lies and deception that has been perpetrated in the name of justice. 
Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, many blessings we ask in our son Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, that's my. You want to take a time with me? All right, Dr. McCorvey. Yeah. You want to take it with me? Okay. On you now. Amen. Amen. All right. Amen. Amen. Okay. Um, we had an hour and seven minutes of uh, really, really um, powerful stuff. Okay, Dr. McCorvey, I will um, get ready. I will upload it just as it is. All right. Thank you, Brother Howard. Thank all you, right. family. And we'll, I'll be getting back with you all, okay? Okay, thank, right, thank you. you all right, bye-bye. Okay, thank you now. Mm -hmm. Lord. We just got through talking to um, Mr. Timothy Barr and his mother, in regarding his case and uh, we are going to upload it and uh, get it where it can be used by the, the federal department of justice Monday morning thank you and God bless you